Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Great to have your company on this Monday as we kick off the week of the call here live from our Barangaroo studios. Uh, of course, 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to a panel of experts, two of your favourites on the show today. We get so much uh, feedback from these blokes. Nathan Somersandaram from Deep Data Analytics. Nathan, how are you? Good to be here. And Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investor off his deathbed with the flu. <laughs> Nice to be here. You're saying really knocked you about. It, I was shocked how bad it was, David. I don't think I've been this sick in my life. Wow. I, was, I couldn't get out of bed for more than a week. We were all out and it was terrible. Yeah. So terrible. can I come and join you on that side of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. You are maybe, over yeah. it all, though. I am okay, okay now. I am okay. We got, we got flu shots and my son went down yeah. a week after the flu shot. Right. He was out for a whole week. Wow. He was like a baby. He was yeah. literally just lying down waiting for my wife to come in. You know, mummy. Yeah, well, that's okay. Don't be yeah, so harsh on it. He's a kid. It's, it's, uh, yeah. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that, Mason. He's, he's already back. Perfectly normal He's behavior. catching up to the man flu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Well, good to have you back, uh, Gaurab. And we have certainly a lot to uh, get through today. In the uh, the first half mm. hour, we're going to be taking a look at New Farm, uh, Open Pay, Karoon Energy, Southern Cross Media and Phineas Corporation. Stock of the day, I thought we'd have a look at one of Gorab's old favourites, Ordinate. Uh, it is out with an operational update forecasting full-year revenue to come in above 30 million US dollars, expecting steady trading conditions seen in March and April to continue as it actively manages what it calls challenging supply chain environment. Uh, shares were kicked off okay, but ju- just down four cents at the moment. So, um, Gaurav, what do you reckon of the update? It's a stock that's been kicked around a lot. First yep. by COVID, which decimated the demand side, and now it's really the supply side that's hitting the business yep. quite hard. Um, it's been, you know, none of these things are of the business's own making. I don't think they affect the long-term value, but, but it is something that investors need to endure. Um, as we are enduring. Um, I spoke to the analyst on Ordinate um, before I came on and, and he was really impressed with the with the revenue side of oh, yeah. um, of the business. He said he did not expect them to generate as much revenue as they did, but there remains concerns on this supply side. Um, yeah. and, and we know why. The, the reasons are, are everywhere. It's, it's this shortage of microchips um, and even more broadly than that, just getting goods out of China um, has been difficult, and I think it will remain difficult for some time. So this has been a, a, a difficult period for this business, but it's actually held up reasonably well. I've been um, surprised the share price has not fallen more. I've been waiting for a chance to buy more of this. My, I, I've been um, I'm on the register since um, under three dollars, and. Everyone in every analyst in the firm owns um, owns a bit of Ordinate. Um, 
I think some of them were buying more recently than, than I have been, but um, we have a buy on it under $7. So I think it sneaks in as a buy. Right. Um, I think you need to look at this over the long term because the results today and next year and even the year after are really insignificant against the market opportunity that this business has. Yep. Um, I've spoken about it as a, as a mini monopoly in the making. It's, as an investor, the, the holy grail is to find an unregulated monopoly, and I think one is being formed here. So I, I'm still, uh, I still think this is a stock you want to own for a long time, um, yeah. and if you don't have any, I, I think there's still an opportunity to buy it now, um, but uh, it, it could get cheaper still. Right. Okay. I must admit I took your advice from a little super fun around. You will thank me around, in a few years, David. Around 6.20 it got down, to, <laughs> and then it dropped below six bucks, so I thought. Yeah. Bloody Gaurav. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I get that a lot, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, Nathan, what do you think of the update? Oh, look, I think it was solid. Uh, they, look, they did one in May, and that bottomed the stock, mm. uh, and this one kind of built on it. Um, and I think Gaurav's right. Don't get too excited. There is going to be struggles. I don't think this is the end of the pullbacks for the overall market and also for tech stocks. Um, look, I've always said this is up there with Altium as a classic high yep. quality tech platform. Um, and I think it has a lot of upside. Is it cheap? Yes. Is the market going to pay in the short term? Probably not. So don't chase it. Um, yeah. I think it'll come back. But it's, look, this is one- Back again, it was under six bucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's gonna, ago. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll- Get back up. down yeah, below Yeah, I think you'll get somewhere around six bucks again. Right. And I think that's when you load up. We, I think last time we said this is a nibble because simply because the market over the next, I still think for the next couple of months is very uncertain. Yep. There's a lot of macro headwinds that are going through. And you know when, when the macro moves are hitting these tech stocks, everyone's gonna get hit. It doesn't matter how good you are. So right. ordinary will probably see some selling. Um, and I reckon around six bucks, you just accumulate. At that point, you just buy, nibble, yeah. right. buy it, accumulate it. And we right, I think this stock you know, potential to double over the next two to three years. Right. Uh, things always happen faster than what you think, and mm. you know sometimes it takes longer than what you think. But in reality, I think the underlying model is solid enough. You back it, okay. uh, and I think the management has shown that they can do it. And COVID is now getting to that stage where reopening uh, a lot of the uh, performance arts. So those things will play into it. And I think the sentiment will improve for the stock over the medium to long. Just, just more broadly in that tech space, I think there's still a fair way to go on the downside. Mm. Um, you know, every every bull market is driven by a, a handful of flag wavers, yeah. and um, the the end of that bull market does not come until those flag wavers have fallen or the narrative has broken. And for me, I mean, these are just um, intuitive guesses here. There's no f facts or, or anything strong behind this, but this is just from my experience. The flag wavers have been crypto, Tesla, and Kathy Woods Fund. Um, I think we're seeing cracks now in, in crypto and Tesla, but they are far from broken narratives. Right. And we're still seeing inflows into the ARK fund. And I think we need to see all those three foundations um, break before the, this, this little bear market is over. So okay. that's what I'm watching. I'm watching those three things in particular. For me, the, the classic indicator that you have to look at is, yes, we like to think that everything is clean, market run, and you know, we're in classic capitalism. But at the end of the day, the last 10 to 15 years, it's all about how much stimulus you can pump into the system. So while central banks are raising rates, the risk is always for asset prices to come lower. So we need to see major central banks really step up and change the dynamics. 
yeah. because of currency war, the guys who are pumping money in, the Bank of Japan and ECB, they're actually, the currency on US dollar terms, they're actually going backwards, even though they're pumping more. Yeah. So the biggest player, gorilla in the whole thing, is US Fed. If you see the US Fed turn and go, well, we're going to freeze, or we're going to start cutting rates, then it's a stimulus pump again. Okay. And the growth stocks will run. Mm. Till then, I think it's going to be. So for the next couple of months, we know it's going to go up 50 basis points. Yep. So the growth stocks are going to have a tough run. So next two to three months is a tough cycle. So be smart. Okay. So oh, I would say nibble. nibble. I would nibble around six bucks. Okay. Right now, hold You're that. You're saying under seven. Look, I, I still think if it's, for me, this is really about position sizing. Sure. I think this is a this is going to be a very profitable um, quality business yep. over yep. time. You want to own it, yeah. Um, and your position size, I, I think you've got to own it now. And if it falls, just own some more. Be patient with it, um, but but don't ignore it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get in the stocks you want us to uh, have a look at. And uh, Kelly wants a view on New Farm getting into the food space. So we'll kick off with Nathan because it's been his big sort of theme over the last couple of months. Yeah, go on, Nathan. Go have a uh, burst. Into fertiliser, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Um, oh, look, it's, it's been for us seeds. for nearly a year now. Um, mm. And I, I still like it. Uh, New Farm got hammered because a substantial shareholder sold out. Right. They've been there for 12 years, I think, from memory. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, they've been through the, the whole cycle. They just wanted to take the money and run. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Um, yep. You want to do it. Understandable. If we look at the yeah, history of this business. Exactly. Yep. It can be patchy. But, you know, I think... You know, what's happening on globally on the food thematic, I don't think that's going to suddenly disappear in the next year. It doesn't matter what the central banks do. The supply side has huge issues. And a lot of places where they've been basically over agri has started to degrade the land so much. So the seed technology is coming into it big time. And so I think New Farm has a really good business model going. Market is really interested in the food thematic. Mm. I, don't, I think that's so the main like thing. bank, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, just a classic example of what's happening in somewhere like India, where they've been drilling holes deeper and deeper and taking water out. Mm. It's getting harder and harder for them to get the same harvest. Right. They're going through a drought. At some point in the next five to ten years, I think substantial parts of the food basket around Asia will struggle to get water. Mm. And it's going to get harder and harder. And so the seed technology will come into play who are more drought defensive. So all of these things are going to play into it. I think you so. need to be careful about um, the path of technology is, is never predictable. So one thing that's happening in the food world is everyone has thought that um, GM and and C technology would be responsible for increasing food supply. In fact, the biggest increase in food supply has come from um, farming in highly acidic soils and applying nutrition on top of the soils okay. to improve soil quality. In Brazil, they've improved um, productivity and acreage to an extent that was unimaginable 20 years ago. Mm. And that's been responsible for the bulk of the food increase. No one would have guessed that until sure. it happened. I, I just yeah. think making these predictions about... No, I, I don't think, I, I don't think it's going to be the same for every right. uh, area, but I think that's going to play a part of it. And I think New Farm, where it is, um, it's going to be, I think the whole fertilizer chemical sector yep. mm. is in a consolidation play right. globally. So right. you've been into Incitec, Pivot and Orica yeah. for a while, yeah. haven't and, you? And has New Farm, farm been yeah. left, beh left uh, behind? No, we were in New Farm as well. Right. Um, and you know, when you're looking at the small caps, New Farm is one of the few that fits into it because right. Elders and Incitec, Pivot are too big. Um, so in that context, I think New Farm's still good. I think their operations are pretty solid um, and I think they're, they're doing quite well. They moved out of um, some of the South American issues and they've gone more into Europe, which is doing well. Um, so I think it's very 
you know, it's just like any technology. It's hard to know what is going to work for everywhere. Yep. But they've got enough things to work. I think that they'll do well. And I think the food thematic continues to play. Buying into this price? I think it's a great buy into this okay. price. Nathan's been chewing my ear off about this food thematic yep. for longer than, than anyone else has heard about. <laughs> so I'm yeah. familiar with the bull case. He, to his credit, he's been spot on about it. And, um, you know, maybe there is something to this thematic. Mm. It seems to make sense to me. But you can't invest on a thematic. You're, you're, you're buying a part of a business. And when I look at the financials of this company, it is appalling. They have a long history of lousy returns, low margins, crappy return on capital. The accounting makes no sense to me. There seems to be no relationship between the accounting profit and the cash flow. It's both that appear to be random to me. I can't make any sense of it. I clearly do not understand this business. It is just uh, incomprehensible. I can't be an owner of it. Um, even if the thematic is good, even if everything's going well, I, I don't want to own this company. And I, I think you want to be careful. I know it's a cliche. I don't want to bring up Buffett. I hate quoting Buffett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but investing in something you understand is really, it, oh, you don't need me to come in and tell you this. This is just simple, yeah. simple stuff, right? Yeah. My, my seven-year-old will tell you that. It's, if, if you don't understand this business, I don't think you should be owning it, even yeah, if you I think Does he have a point? Yeah, look, if you're going to pick out of the three, elders <clears throat> and in, elders is the best. Right. Um, and again, I five, agree with that. Elders five, five years ago, yeah. it was a basket yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. And Instinct Pivot has turned around and the macro has made it even better than what it was. I think Orica is, is yeah. interesting. The balance sheet is and keeping I think, us out. Yeah, Orica was always, yeah. you, you never get a top 50 stock that kind of beaten up. Yep. And you always look at those things. And Orica was one and it's turned around. Yeah. And now Instinct Pivot is splitting out the explosive business. Yep kind of interesting because Orica is, looks like a target and they could potentially take that piece and make it even better. Mm. So potentially that's there. I think New Farm mm. is probably the lower one of the right. lot. Probably. Probably. Well, you've got to be nice about it. It is undoubtedly. <laughs> it is. But, it is, but also you have to remember what your size category is. So mm. if you're a small cap fund manager, you can't play Orica, you can't play Elders, you can't play um, yeah. Instate Pivot. So okay. the exposure only leaves you New Farm. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So it's at the bottom, Elders at the top. Yes. Elders is a no-brainer. And Orica. Um, and and I think Instate Pivot, Orica. had a run. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. I think okay. the macro thematic is so strong that these guys uh, are going to do well. Okay. Mm. Uh, Paul wants a view, Gaurav, on open pay. Pretty specific, though. He's got a conundrum about the share purchase plan. Uh, open pay hasn't been a good performer, uh, says uh, Paul, which is a bit of an understatement. It's down 90%. Oh, wow. Zips down even further. Uh, I've held on, and now uh, the parcel I have uh, left is really quite small uh, and probably unergonomic to sell. I actually, though, now I'm starting to think it seems better value than before, particularly with its business-to-business uh, -business arm. I have two questions. Is that crazy? And I am just seeing value because it's cheap. I know a lot of your experts would never buy a speculative stock like this, uh, but should being 90% down uh, mean a rule of never buying? Uh, and secondly, they've announced an SPP, which I'm not going to participate in as the increments are too expensive for me, but I'm very interested in the panel's opinion on it. Mm. This is gonna sound harsh, um, but I, I mean it with sincerity. Uh, no one cares about the price you paid for yeah. a stock, and right. you should not care either. Being fixated in what you paid is the first step towards emotional entanglement into your investments, and that's the, maybe the, the cardinal sin of investing is getting emotionally involved. We all do it, mind you, but, yeah. but you really want to, if you're going to have rules and systems, don't have them for stock selection. Have rules and systems to separate your emotions from your analysis. 
So after you bought a stock, forget about the price you pay. It is irrelevant. The market doesn't care. No one cares. What matters is the price today and the value today. So the fact that you're down 90% is completely irrelevant. Um, is the business valuable today is the question you need to answer. At today's value. At today's price. Yep. That's right. Is there a gap between price and value today? That's the only thing you need to think about, the only thing that matters. And I have not really looked at this business before. I, I, again, this is probably one I don't understand. But going through the presentation was like going into a time machine um, two years ago. Yeah. You know, you had... Um, all the, all the buzzwords that I was raving about <laughs> you know, angrily two years ago um, returned and I saw red all over again. Um, you know, you got a $1 billion TAM, a SaaS platform. It's an unprofitable business, burning cash. There's a B2B platform. There's promises of profits. You know, the, the world has changed. I don't think yep. you, can, you can no longer bring a business like this to market and, and have it operating. This is an... Look, I don't know why you'd buy this. I don't see what the investment case is. It's a $35 million business losing $80 million a year, raising capital to sustain itself. Look, as I said, I don't know the business. Maybe there's some intricate investment case here. I don't see it. I would take your loss and sell. Ivan? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, look, this is tech. Buy now, pay later is uh, yesterday's heroes. If you're going to pick one, if, you, if you're picking a sector and you want to pick a turnaround, you pick the biggest and the best guy in that sector. You so don't, so you, that's block. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I probably uh, it's it's between block and zip, right? Right. And block, you're buying a different part of the business, and it's already done the consolidation. Zip's down to seventy in the seventy cents yeah. at the moment. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's been ugly, you know it's it? been yeah. smashed and and has every everyone else. Yeah. So it's a thematic that's played on everyone. Fintechs only play out of this, and in the short term is if there's consolidation. But right. nobody's going to do that consolidation when they're all in trouble, right? And cost of no. borrowing is going up. I think this yeah. afterpay so, deal is going to prove a massive disaster. Well, no, it already has. Yeah. That's yeah. a given. It was the greatest deal. You only get one square, yeah. right? All, all the, um, the, the negative and pessimists on afterpay, I, th I think they've been proven right. Oh, I think yeah, yeah. all the people who made um, a fortune of it and were boasting about it, lots of people I know, mind yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the beauty of it is lucky. a lot of people didn't sell, Yeah. right? Because yeah. they believe their own hype. Yeah. And they didn't sell. They've written it down. Exactly. And in saying that, you know, in our risky portfolio, we did buy Zip later in the cycle after it got bashed, and then we got bashed even more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I don't, you know, this is where you've got to be careful what you do. So, we managed that risk. We had shorts in the US market that kind of covered us. Right. But it's, a, it's tough. Trying to pick a growth stock in this market is it tough. It is tough. And, and the <laughs> thing that you've got to be careful is, Gurav said, nobody cares what you pay. It's will you buy it now? And most of these stocks are going to keep issuing shares to stay alive. Mm. Yep. So you're going to get diluted even further. So if you are there and you've been smashed, yeah, and it's too small, just leave it. And you hope that there's some consolidation player or it comes through on the other side of the cycle. Right. But I wouldn't put fresh money in it and he's doing the right, right. thing. Stay out of it. Okay. But look, the, the other thing that you remember is, you know, we have, you know, about business B2B, um, Bankruptcy in the U.S. is at all-time low, right? right? All-time low because of massive handouts, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Even in change. a normalization cycle, that's going to rise. Yeah. Same in Australia. In just, I'm not talking it's going to go through the roof. Just a normalized to normal rate, it's going to rise from here. So there's going to be a lot of defaults that's going to play out. Okay. 
So right. that's why you've got to be careful. So I know uh, on, um, on OpenPay. Now, Steve wants a view on Karoon Energy, interested in Nathan and Gaurav on their uh, macro and resource expertise and how Karoon will fit into that. Ah, oh, look, this is... Anything with energy yeah, in it? Yeah, it's is. done well. But this is unique. Actually, a lot of our um, <clears throat> energy exposure is LNG. Right. This is actually oil. This yeah. is actually one of the few oil assets in our market. And, you know, it's a classic trade in the <clears throat> pandemic when it got to nothing. I think it got down to 30, 40 cents. Yep. And, you know, now it's two bucks. Uh, I think you buy this in a pullback because I think right. in the even in the current... So not macro, now. Um, look, right now everyone's excited and everyone's in the oil play, everyone's in the energy play. I think you've got to kind of play into it at the moment. I think it's too hot. Um, you've got China reopening, more flights, yep. which is increasing oil demand. OPEC is talking uh, one side and doing another thing. So yep. in that context, oil remains. I think, you know, there, there's definitely data pointing to us that global growth is tanking, right? Mm. In the US, in China, around the world. Mm. There's not, when your rates are going up, that's going to be under pressure. So in the short term, I think global growth struggles and commodities might come off. And I think energy probably will come off at that point. But in the medium to long term, I think the energy is so squeezed and the demand is outstripping supply and supply is being constrained. I think oil runs again. So, okay. you know, be, be smart about it. I think, you know, I think if it comes back below two bucks, you buy a bit and you start nibbling. Yeah, I and I think, right. I think that's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, look, it, this is it's a bit like for, for all oil stocks? Like, which side as well? Well, it's, you've got to be careful here. So they're not, all our stocks are predominantly LNG. Yeah. So they're linked to what's happening in Asia. So China, Japan, Korea, you can see all the industrial production is down and the demand might struggle. So in the shorter term, there's more downside risk there. So you've got to look at things a bit differently. But I think Karun is one of those unique stocks in our sector mm. that is actually playing okay. in that oil space. So I own, I own Karun. Um, we own Karun in the growth fund. Um, we picked this up as a turnaround play, actually. I've been watching Karun for about 12 years, and uh, I remember this as one of the most egregious basket cases on the ASX <laughs> with maybe the worst management and board um, in the entire industry. Uh, and that's why for a long time, these guys actually traded below cash backing. And I used to get inundated with people saying, oh, this thing's trading below cash. Why, why aren't you buying this? And I just, my response is always lousy management, lousy board. Right. Um, but I kept an eye on it. And then what happened was that um, a new, new management, new board members. So the founder and CEO left, which I was happy about. Um, his son was a CFO. We were waiting for him to leave. And he right. finally left. Right. Um, and uh, there's been new good quality people come on board. So um, the, the founder of AWE, a, a, a firm that I've invested in the past, came on board. I have a lot of time for Bruce Phillips. Um, Peter Botten came on board. There was an excellent uh, team come in from Brazil. Um, really good quality people came on the board, filled management roles, and, um, and that's when we started getting interested in this business as a turnaround. From there, they went off and bought a producing asset from Petrobras in Brazil called the Borna Field. Now, Petrobras is actually selling off a whole bunch of uh, smallish assets to focus on giant fields, sort of four kilometers below the Earth's surface. Good luck mm -hmm. to them. <laughs> but um, yeah. it's a wonderful opportunity to be buying up um, small Brazilian oil pools. And that's what Karun is focused on doing now. So I reckon over the next two years or so, we should be able to get production levels doubled and costs halved. Um, I think the free cash flow is going to start to build. The, uh, the business has turned around financially already, 
and I think it's been recognised to some extent by the market, but it's not expensive. Um, it, it is a relatively high cost field, so you do need oil prices up there. But this is a, still an interesting opportunity because the, uh, the the growth potential. What concerns me here is that you need to focus on management's capital allocation skills. Now, I, they've got good people there, but even good people are tempted by ambition and thwarted by growth. And there's a lot of available projects in this Brazilian area that they could buy. That's the risk you're taking on. You're taking on the risk that, that, that you're going to get, um, they're going to buy something, it's not going to work out. Not, that's just hard. It, it's, it's, a, it's a luck game sometimes. I think Woodside is probably a better buy because these guys have enormous cash Scale. flows and they are just paying them out. Yeah, um, right. I would. I, I own and, both. So, and, um, and you got a defensive I think Woodside infrastructure looks play and yield. I think Nathan yeah. um, stumbled upon the right answer there, actually. I, I think below $2 this is more interesting, but yeah, for right. now it's a hold. But oh. keep an eye on this. Um, it's doing some interesting it's, stuff. It's a unique play for our market. That's, mm. the, that's the interesting part about Karun. And, and the market, like like most of us, got it wrong. Yep. And then it ran. And then we all said the you know, same thing, going, oh, it's run. And it just kept on running, and then oil price kept on running, and it yeah. just kept on going higher. So it's done well. So okay. it is what it is. All right. Next stock to have a look at uh, Southern Cross Media, uh, Gaurav, the big radio regional television group. Yeah, I have not looked at this in years. Um, interesting. So it's a $340 million business now, but I was surprised they still have a decent chunk of debt, which I did not expect to see because I thought, you know, Nine and some of the other media businesses are actually printing a lot of cash, fixing up their balance sheets, yep. and I would have thought they did something similar. I'm not sure why that debt is still there, but I, wouldn't, I don't like to see it there in a business that isn't growing very much. You don't want to see um, that much debt sitting there. But regards of that, there's actually a whole bunch of cash flow coming out here. So these guys own a regional TV network and a whole bunch of um, radio yep. stations. For me, the investment case here would be formed along the lines of a split. I don't see any reason why those two assets really belong together. I think there's a case here for ripping out that television network yep. and holding on to the radio assets. Because the television network is aligned with nine, exactly. and then Prime with seven, and, yeah. seven bought out Prime. Seven bought out Prime. So, so there's a natural deal case, to be done. Case to do that. Yes, that's it's right. Like they're According to John, they're mm. buying a dividend again. Yeah, they're doing buybacks. Six to seven percent. Yeah. I'd like to get to the bottom of that debt. I think I'd be more comfortable if, if this was debt-free right. and then paying back cash. So, look, maybe that's um, liabilities. I haven't gone through the detail or the structure of that debt, but I would like to see this debt-free before I go off okay. and buy it. But this is interesting. Um, I'd say a hold for now. Right. I, I just think um, media in a low-growth environment gets savaged, and it, yeah. it surprises me how people forget how quickly... Um, these media cycles turn. So I'd just be a bit cautious about the cheap multiples here. But um, these, this industry is more interesting than it has been for a while, I'd say hold. Nathan? Oh, I like it. Um, but the macro has turned on, you look at the big, biggest one is nine yeah. and seven, yeah. they're all getting hammered, right? Yeah. The, every, everyone is getting hammered. I mean, REAs, for a bad reason, it's a tech stock, but it gets categorized as a media stock. REAs come off as well. Yeah. So everything in that category is getting hammered. And this is a small cap, and so it gets hammered more. But look, I, I think it's way too cheap. It was always cheaper. It didn't have the big run-up that the nine and the seven had. Mm -hmm. um, and it's basically going through, my guess is a sector rotation, where people are getting out of that sector, so it's getting hammered. I think it's, this is one to start nibbling. 
uh, no. because there's sellers going through. Wouldn't you rather own seven or nine rather than? No, those? because you're even with the pullback yeah. in a media cycle, you are still paying big multiple for that. Okay. The problem with the sector is people get overly excited and yeah. they upgrade the big guys. Mm-hmm. So seven Southern Cross Media got hammered when they lost their contract uh, with. Uh, was it nine? Yes, and then they did, yes. a, did a deal with 10. Yep. So they got the contract, So they, which was always likely to happen because mm. they were executing better than anyone else. And the radio assets are pretty good. So yeah. I think the I'm assets- I'm surprised how yeah. well those radio exactly. assets are. And everyone yeah. tells you all media is dying. Yeah, 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 when you're stuck in traffic, it ain't dying. Um, so I haven't listened to the radio in uh, in years. Ever since I got my CarPlay, yeah. uh, I've never But everyone, not radio every every radio station now, yeah. it's in the pod, right? So they, they just convert yeah, the content. True. So yeah, it's right. transferring. Yeah. It's a tra- yeah. natural transition. This is getting thrown mm. out with mm. the you know the baby with the bathwater. The big caps are getting hammered, and so are the small ones. So that's where the advantage is, mm. and, and the downside risk, obviously, recession risk, things slowing down, mm. economy in trouble. Yep. That's hitting all. The, so all are of you them. saying buy it? I think this is. An, I think it's a nibble. Mm. I think okay. there's a nibble, risk that it goes lower, right. but I think it's worth buying. Mm. Okay. It, right. It's worth buying. Nice one. Uh, Fit stock. Uh, mm. Let's get straight into Fidius Corporation. Uh, Nathan, yeah. Sort of in software business in that insurance area. Yeah. Uh, you want to be in software? Yeah. Not. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's tough. It is tough. Yep. I mean, this is a cycle that is going against you. Uh, and for me, you want to pick one or two that you want to take the high risk in. And this doesn't quite stack this up for me it. at the moment. And uh, look, again, it's a long all, way. I know. And this is what yeah. I'm saying. Everyone hates growth stocks here. Yeah. Mm. Naturally, my you know green light goes, look at it, look at it. Yeah. I, I know you might yeah. not like it, but look at it. I look at it. It's interesting. Again, it's one I looked at. So not bad. I, I'll just put it on my shopping list to keep. Right. But I'm not jumping not in. It's just a tough market, and yep. the smaller the <clears> cap <throat> is, when fund managers who are in there panic and they want to get out, they leave a trail of damage, <laughs> yep. and that's the opportunity. Southern Cross is a classic example. The stock is doing buybacks, paying you dividends, and they're selling the crap out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And it was on yep. cheap multiples. So in that context, these are the opportunities. It's one I'm keeping an eye on, but I'm not jumping in now. Okay. There's some right. interesting things about this. So uh, Phineos makes software to manage the claims process for insurance mm. companies. So absolutely mission critical. Yep. It's a relatively small market. So they have about 50 customers, but the um, the length of the contracted period is very long. I think the average customer life is eight years, right. and many customers have been with them for 15 years. So this is the very definition of the kind of software business we want. It's something super sticky, uh, mission critical, um, and with uh, an opportunity to grow market share. The problem is twofold. One is that um, there's a lot of competition in this space. Um, the competitors are multiples of Finios' side, and none of them are profitable. I right. found that very disturbing that you can be you know, five, six times as large and still not make any money in this industry. And the reason for that is that there appears to be an R&D arms race. Um, these guys are spending 40% on, of revenue on R&D, and right. every year they just have to pile on more and more features and more and more R&D. Yeah because that's what the competitors are doing. The second problem with it is that they've changed their model from being, um, they used to install software on the, on the, in the premise of um, the, uh, the insurance company. Yep. So they had software installed in the, in the uh, you know, at Suncorp or IAG's own premises, incredibly sticky to remove that required to get someone out there and, and take the software away. Um, now it's all in the cloud and mm. switching to churn now is, inc- is just a phone call. It is right. so easy to churn. Those old contracts are now coming off, um, and I think we're about to see a big churn event for the first time. I would not buy this until okay. I saw that churn event. 
I would also quickly say that um, the top ten the top ten customers here account for two thirds of revenue. They lose one or two customers yeah, here. Yeah. It is a cataclysm for this business. It, it just reminds okay. me of yeah. Infomedia. Yeah. Where you have big customers, <clears throat> yeah. and when one left, you get hammered 20, <laughs> 30%, hammered. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been taken over. Uh, there's a bid on Infomedia. Yeah. That's the other side of the argument. Mm. I think in that sector, when you've got that kind of thing, uh, dynamics <clears throat> where uh, consolidation can come into play, and I think that's where the upside is. But look, in the short term, if there's no consolidation player, they can all keep sliding. Okay. All right, let's recap the first five stocks. Ordinate was our stock of the day. Um, uh, both agree it's a good company. Nathan saying, wait for it to get down to $6 again. Um, intelligent investor have a buy to under $7, but Gaurav agrees if you can get it down around Nathan's level. Good going. Uh, and it's one of those stocks you just keep nibbling away at because you're confident in the future. Open pay a no from both. Uh, Karoon Energy, um, uh, a yes from uh, Nathan if there's a pullback under $2. Uh, quite likes it. Gorab owns it, but has a hold on it. Um, would prefer Woodside in this area at the moment. Uh, Southern Cross, a hold from Gorab, a nibble from Nathan, and Phineos, a no from both. Um, here on the call, we uh, have our own fantasy high conviction uh, fund chosen by the investment committee. You can watch the latest episode on ozbiz.com before the next edition goes live tomorrow afternoon. Let's check in um, on the recent editions, Tabcorp, Domino's, Arden Leisure, Tyro. Tomorrow, uh, we'll see if any more are added to it. Keep sending in. Uh, your request for the call because that's the first Whitehaven <laughs> is Whitehaven in it? no no, no. no, no. criminally oh, it's, look it's a committee so yeah, yeah. there's only so much I can do <laughs> oh, I'm quite happy with Whitehaven at CMC we've been in the game for a while and although a lot of things have changed our mentality hasn't we aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience like our expert platform with its second to none trading tools plus our pricing is completely transparent that's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time so if you're serious about trading switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years trade cfds your way at cmcmarkets.com you don't own underlying assets consider relevant pds and tmd or information memorandum for cmc pro accounts at our website uh, next five stocks ama group pilbara minerals fluence big 10 can and medical developments international um darren wants the view on ama group um grab um darren says is covid 19, the uh, sole cause of there being diminishing results. What do the analysts expect? This is sort of uh, a roll-up of crash repair companies. Of crash repair companies, yep. For cars. So this was used to be managed by a bloke called Ray Malone, who is an astonishingly effective businessman. Um, I used to own this um, a couple of years ago, and uh, we sold out when we saw a lot of conflict between board and CEO. In fact, that the ex-CEO and the chair were suing each other. They're, they're publicly no. calling each other names, okay. and we just sold instantly. I think whenever yeah. you see that, that's an instant sell. And I'm glad we did, because today, this is a business in trouble. Um, right. These guys are uh, sort of a $200 million worth of um, a market cap of $200 million. They have $200 million of debt and $260 million of lease liabilities. They work on fixed price contracts in a high cost world where margins are being squeezed. I don't think okay. there's no cash flow here. They're going to raise capital mm. and decimate that share price. I think you're going to see that in single digits. And um, 
this is, I would get out of this as soon as possible. This will be interesting once they recap the business. There's yes. fundamentally an interesting company here. It's just never been managed all that well since yep. Malone left. And it's, um, I, I think it's been financed incorrectly. Um, but I would come back to this after the recap. Yep. And there is undoubtedly a recap coming. We need to catch up on time, so I'll do this quick. Yeah. It's trading below the pandemic lows. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and you know, that just It's not you. a bargain, though. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bargain. That's yeah. what it's telling you. There's something seriously wrong, and it's it's in a cycle where automotive limited, you know, linked businesses are yeah. all killing it, yeah. and it's getting absolutely slaughtered. Yeah. And it's in a downgrade after downgrade after downgrade after downgrade. So, no. yeah. Okay. Um... This is one in your uh, more favoured wheelhouses, I suppose, Bathem, Pilbara Minerals. Uh, uh, Angela wants a view on that, saying, uh, um, bought late last year, believes there's valuable assets. Um, Angela is a medium-term uh, investor, um, now questioning whether I should use the current price weakness to accumulate a bit more or should I take some profits and re-enter at a later point. I still have conviction of the company's uh, potential, but is the valuation full? Yeah, it's it's a tough one in this sector. Um, you've had brokers turn negative. Yeah. They don't do that without having a selling behind it. Um, and yeah, it did come through. And surprisingly, then you get all these updates out of Argentina on a reference price. China is buying China's lithium. China is buying up. Yeah, yeah. lithium. Mm. And, you know, China blatantly said lithium prices are too high. And yep. now they're buying um, mines in Africa uh, where they've built all the infrastructure. So, surprise, surprise. Um, and all of these are coming at the same time. And now Tesla comes out, you know, the flagship of um, EV comes out with a downgrade. And, you know, yep. I have a bad feeling about the economy and 10% less staff. So all of these things are negative. There's a lot of negative on the sentiment playing out for the market, for that sector. Um, I think it's tough at the moment. And the problem is everyone is there, mm. right? Mm. You, the margin of buyer is very limited. Everyone is long and and everyone has got the same problem. I yeah. bought in, I like it, I know what the big thing is. And the problem here is if they start shaking the tree, you'll gradually have a few more falling and then that builds up momentum. So I think in the shorter term, I'm not there. Um, I would take my money and hold out, see what happens. For me, the macro thematic, everyone knows. Um, and I don't think it's a real surprise. And the big, big thematic was when BHP came out and said, we don't want to go into lithium because it's everywhere. We don't think that's a yeah. long-term play. It's interesting. Since then, it's always all the news have been negative for the sector. Yep. Yep. So um, yes, there's a lot of negative sentiment. I think you're playing against the tide. This so would is you be holding stock. on, or would you just be getting out of the no, this so is basically not a, you're this not. This is not a market where you hold on to hot stocks okay. in hot sectors. Mm -hmm. So this is one. So you'd where, be getting out. Yeah, we're not. We don't have any. Um, I mean, I I got out of IGO, which I think oh, is you one love of the that stock. Yeah, I love that yeah. stock, right? Yeah. And we got out of it mainly because it was a hot. It ran mm. much more than I could justify. You sort of married that stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never divorced. I know, I know. But everything has a price. <laughs> everything has a price. <laughs> everything has a price. Poor wife. Exactly. Well, she has my price, so yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Uh, everything has a price. So, you, yeah. you should never, ever 
ever say a stock you never sell. That's not yeah. the question. Yeah. When, the, when they get overly excited, even CSL has a sell price, yeah. right? And so this sector went too hot, there's too many things, and I think there's a real risk okay. that you get into a crowded trade and get out. Cool. Look, lithium is hard. I, I've been saying, I think there's a, there's a lithium bubble um, going on. Right. I think there's an ESG bubble more broadly, and lithium has been caught up in that. Um, yeah, look, I don't mind saying, David, and I apologize for the boast, but we have a wonderful track record in, of mining in, at Intelligent Investor. Um, you know, Whitehaven at a dollar, yeah. BHP at seventeen dollars, um, South Thirty Two at a. I could go on and on. Fortescue yeah. at three bucks. Like I, I can go on and on. We've got a wonderful track record of mining, and we've done that because we don't. I've, I've recognised that mining is a cyclical business, yeah. and if you're buying when something is bombed out and out of the cycle, the you know, the probability is stacked in your favour that the price is going to rise. And what's unfavourable today is one day going to be liked at yeah. some stage. We've been sitting on coal stocks for two and a half years, for example. Yeah. Um, what you don't want to do is you don't want to buy something already really hot and assume the world is going to change somehow and the thing that's beloved by everyone is going to fall into some new uncharted territory. Yep. You don't want to bet on the world changing because in the world of mining, everything is cyclical. Yeah. It's a pendulum swing, swinging back and forth. Things do not change that much. Now, sometimes things do change. Maybe lithium is a big thing. I'm just saying that that's not a, and that's not a smart bet to make. Yeah. It could be the right bet, but it's sure. not a smart bet. Um, the so risk I return not, is not on your side. It's not. Yeah. These prices, this is a $7 billion business. I know mm. the, the, the viewer is saying the price has fallen, but this is a hot stock, a yeah. $7 billion mm. business. Geologically, this is a wonderful mine. I think it's well managed. If you want a spodumene producer, this is an ideal geology to buy. But I would right. not be touching them today. I, this is a, a sell and a, a rather high conviction sell for yeah. me. Just very quickly, the other thing to keep an eye on here is that they have... Um, these guys sell a very high proportion of their output on spot prices. That's unusual in mining. Usually you right. have some sort of um, um, well, like lime delayed... Yeah. With Tesla for that's five right. Years you have a contract, you have delayed pricing. Yeah, now right. that makes everything look wonderful as prices are rising. Yeah. As prices fall, if prices fall, this thing is going to get walloped to an extent right. that its peers will it's, not. It's your classic mark-to-market problem. Yeah. Yeah. On the way up, it's a beautiful, it's beautiful thing. It's a knife yeah. that cuts both ways. It's yeah. great up yeah. and it's shocking Massive down. down. So it's okay. a sell. Yeah. All right, Ollie wants a view, Gaurav, on fluence, the uh, the waste water cleaning business. Yep, uh, $175 million business. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know it at all. So, um, uh, it, yeah, it has clean water solutions. I don't know what it does. I don't know what yeah. it sells. It, sort of, it go, apparently goes into sites, even airports, yep. and when there's that dirty wastewater, it cleans it up and looks at it environmentally. Revenue's been going really well, um, but there's still no positive cash flow. There's still no profits. Um, The gross margins are reasonable, but the costs are rising so fast. I just, when you have a situation like this where there's a strong use case, where revenues are rising, but it's not scaling, Mm. you know, at what point, what's the path to profitability for this business? Uh, If you can answer that question, then you can buy the stock. I don't have a... And a, a sensible answer to that question. So I would not be buying this. This is not the time to be buying unprofitable businesses. Yeah. Maitan, do you have a it's, sensible answer to it? Uh, unfortunately, no. Right. I, I, this is, you this say is, that an awful lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
This is not a yesterday's story. It didn't come out. This has been around a long, long time. time. Mm. And I've heard the bull story so many times. And it kind of reminds me yeah, of certain right. things that you go, it should have got somewhere by now. Mm. And it hasn't. And, you know, they were doing emerging markets. They were selling yep. into China. All of these stories came through. Remember so, Foslock? <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. So, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> and the thing is, I, I honestly believe the food, I'm sorry, the food thematic linked to it, but the water resource yep. is going to be huge. So, yes, there is a thematic, but this has been added for so long and hasn't got anywhere. It kind of scares me that they're probably going to go bust before this thing actually gets there. Right. It's maybe, maybe it will prove itself and it's going to take X amount of time. The thing about investing is you don't oh. want to be there when it takes decades for it to prove itself. Yep. You're there when it actually, when the proof hits the road. That's when you want to be there. Yep. So, you know, when you've got Ordinate, actually has a market and dominates the market, has the technology and is doing well and is a proven technology, people have doubts about that. This yep. has been added for a decade and hasn't got anywhere and you want to take a risk. It's just a matter of risk return. Yep. For me, the risk return just doesn't work. Oh, look, if they and cancel and you, it. And you put it in, you both often talk about there's two, two and a half thousand stocks yeah. out there. Yeah, and you there don't have are to be other on. alternatives. Yeah. You so don't you're, you're, trying to, to, you're trying to compare risk return. As an yeah. investor, you've got to look at what is your best risk return. Yeah. And we've spoken about 10 stock and Ordinate. Yeah. And I, you know, just comparing within that 11 stocks, you've got Ordinate and you've got Fluence. Yeah. And you go, what the? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? I, I mean, I yeah. may be wrong and I point. may be stupid, but... It just does not stack up for me. So yeah. this is, I've been looking at it for a long time because I think if they do deliver, it could be something big. Mm. They just haven't. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Damien wants a view on Big Tin Can, uh, the enterprise software company. Um, Damien says, I heard Gaurav on a podcast in which, to paraphrase, he was saying it is not a good investment choice. I hold it, but believe it's important to get a wide range of perspective analysis on my stocks and not just to confirm my bias. It's a good thing, uh, Damien, to have that yeah, I like in mind. That. Okay. I like As such, yeah. I was hoping to have this uh, stock put to him so he could explain the bearish take on it. Gaurav, do you want to... First of all, I am rarely that polite, so I don't think... Um, <laughs> he would have, I, know, I would have thought he would have said his veins were breaking <laughs> and he started throwing stuff at the screen. <laughs> but I really like this um, this characteristic of seeking out opinions that are different to you. Yes. I think that's, that yes. is such a core yes. intelligent investor thing and I think it's vital for every investor. So I, yep. I, I'm really impressed with that. But um, on to Big Tin Can. Yes, I, I don't like this business. Um, it's, a, it's an unprofitable unprofitable $270 million business that generates no cash flow, constantly raising capital, raised capital every year for the last five years, made a whole bunch of acquisitions. And when you look at the product itself, um, it's a, it's, it's not, I've heard people call this a sales, it is not Salesforce, it is a add-on to yes. Salesforce. So it's a plug-in you put onto Salesforce the way you might have a plug-in onto your Google browser or, or your Safari browser. So it, um, it collates a whole bunch of information um, from different parts of Salesforce and collates them onto your screen so um, your sales team have access to a whole bunch mm. of stats and, and information that they don't have to dig around for. It's a, sort of almost like a sales training type 
software too, isn't it? Look, sales stuff. And apparently it's very good. Um, it yeah. gets, wins a lot of awards. It gets good customer feedback. I'm sure it's very good, um, very helpful software. Um, it's just making no money. And they make acquisitions, they raise capital, and those acquisitions, that additional capital does not result in higher returns or more cash flow. Like, why would you buy this? Um, the other thing that concerns me is that um, I, I think in the last five to seven years, there's been this mad rush for customer acquisition. And that's been very good for businesses like this that enable customer acquisition. Yep. Mm. Capital has been free. Capital is no longer free. No one is out there buying unprofitable customers anymore. I think the scramble for customers is over. Businesses like this are going to feel it. Anyone who's enabling um, blind acquisition of customers is going to find it difficult. And I think Snapchat and Facebook um, are going to find life a lot well, more difficult as there, well. There's a reason why the CEO just left Facebook, Meta. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You yeah. don't leave... Uh, and she's know, exceptional. Been, she, yeah, she's, she's, she's been, basically monetized she's been there the, the whole time, yeah. right? Right. And she's walking out and it's going through a transition. I reckon regulatory play is going to come hard. Mm -hmm. It's going to get harder and harder to play, especially yeah. with other players like Apple locking up data protection. It's going to get a lot tougher to play out. Yeah. Um, so you've got to sell on that? Yep, avoid. Oh, look, this is one where a lot of people got excited. Yeah. I never worked out why. Um, yeah, I was at a previous couple of positions. The ago. revenue growth was pretty quick. Yeah. But, but if you buy was, a lot of stuff, that happens. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and we've been through that. And we saw that the, the, my um, learning curve was through the mining boom. The mining services, uh, you had, I think it was Cardinal from memory, mm -hmm. just an acquisition oh, yeah. model. They used to yeah, just yeah. buy, 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 buy. And then when margins got squeezed, they went die, 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 die. And that's what happens to these things. And Big Team can always trade it at a high multiple. I could never get my numbers to match up to buy it. And everyone loved it because it just went to a higher multiple. And he went, okay. Uh, it just kept on growing and they had the growth story and it'll come, it'll come, it'll come. And you knew there was a problem when they don't execute after a number of years, they're just still buying. And there's, I mean, another one that I remember, um, market darling with number of fund managers, BWX. Mm. Acquisition, acquisition, oh. acquisition. And then, <laughs> yeah, acquisition, acquisition. I'm like, yeah. uh, they have to execute at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. And then when they didn't, and the things got tough, whooshka. Right. And that's the problem here. Um, yeah, I never could get the numbers to match up. Um, it had, and Gaurav's exactly right. When people are paying insane multiples for growth stories, where you're chasing customer numbers, it sounds great. When that trend stopped last year, yep. they, everyone got hammered, and this is one of them. I don't think that people are looking at the, what the prices were in the last couple of years, thinking that there's a dynamic turnaround. It is not going to go back to that multiple unless you assume that we get that kind of stimulus pump in the economy. That's yep. not going to happen with high inflation. So those multiples are not going to come back. So you have to look at the new dynamic. And I think that's where people are going to struggle because last two, three years were very abnormal. And I'm yep. talking 40-year abnormal, yep. right? So no, don't no. try and pick the turn okay. on this. All right. Let's finish up with uh, in the healthcare space, pharmaceutical case, uh, space medical developments. Uh, Nathan, it's in medical veterinary equipment, pain management, asthma medication. Um, sells around the world, but makes most of its money out of the the green stick. Yeah, the green whistle. Um, the green whistle. Pen, mm. Pentrox, the green yeah. whistle that you know paramedics will give you if you're in a bad way when they come and help you. I've been looking at this stock for years, and I think I've tried to talk to you a number of times when it ran up. Um, there was a 
one big broker where the sales guy bought massive amount, a couple of fundies bought massive Pierre, and this stock ran from like dollar to nearly ten bucks. Oh wow! And it had a huge run. They were basically they bought it, and the broker was out there um, pumping it with all the fundies, and the, right. they were buying into it. And it's good. The product is great. And the whole story was about getting FDA approval into the That's US. Right. right? Yep. That's the whole story. Yeah. And it'd been delayed and delayed. And I was like, <coughs> opioid. This is not an opioid. Uh, pain management without the problems. Uh, you would think it's logical, but it was always delayed. And I was like. I mean, I'm not a specialist in the field, but there's something I'm missing yeah. because I'm sitting there going, it's a no-brainer if they get the FDA, this will be double digit, right? Yep. It's 12 to 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. Without it, it's sliding and it's getting delayed and delayed. They come with questions. And so I've been, I've been looking at it for years. I'm still looking at it and I'm, I don't want to jump in because I don't know why it's underperforming. Because the concept, you're getting an option in the US. If they get the FDA, this thing goes boom. Yeah. Yeah. But the question is, there's something not happening, and I, I don't get it. So, you know, one of those lessons I learned from, you know, dot com is that if you don't understand, like I bet against Google and I bought Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you don't, when, I actually bought the company that was going to take on and destroy Google. Okay. That, you know, I was young and I was dumb. Uh, and yeah, anyway. Oh, I good thing you don't like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave that aside this one mm. look yeah I, I, I am looking at it I'm going Jesus uh, you know if it gets it this yeah. thing goes boom so I'm not jumping into it but I am definitely looking at it okay. on a weekly basis if they get the FDA thing I don't care what it is if it's below five bucks I'm buying it right so okay. there you go yeah we, we own it um, I agree you've nailed the investment case there this is an option on the FDA approval so right. this has been a bit of a basket case for many many years but quite recently um, XCSL management came on board and That's took right. this thing on yeah. um, the guys who grew the Sequeris business for CSL from nothing to multi-billion dollar business they're in this now. they're in this they moved across to oh. big pay cuts to, yeah. to come into Jeez. this and they're I trying can't, to do I the can't same get thing. my head around it yeah. because it's not like you're trying okay, to but it's down at two dollars fifty I know but the thing is so, I don't get is why is it down here because yeah. the option is a massive option and it's a proven product it's not yeah. like it's killing people it's actually a proven product we've oh, got rugby yeah. league players biting into it so it actually makes money in Australia yeah and the opportunity I think is, it makes think money in Europe the, as well I think it makes money in Europe but not much but uh, the opportunities in the US. They've actually yeah. been cleared recently for phase three trials in the US. And if they get, I agree with you, if they get, um, if they get the, the go-ahead for sales, what is, what it is, should what be. What am a, I missing? It's it's important to note they don't actually own Penthrox. They don't own the drugs. Oh, that's right. They that's own right. the delivery the delivery system. mechanism. Um, ah. And so you can probably add a few other drugs using the same delivery. So it's actually a really attractive little innovation. Um, But I I think it's a double-digit business as well, if it gets that approval. And I think on the risk-reward basis, this is attractive. But we own a 2 or 3% position size. It's actually worthwhile as a speculative. It's a good speculative buy. So you're saying it's a spec buy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I would put a a spec, uh, go with a nibble, right? You buy a bit over the next couple of months. I think it's worthwhile just to, I mean, this is going to be a small part of your portfolio. You don't yeah, think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Portfolio, But yeah, this yeah. could be a massive mover. When we talk I about, just, you know, know, we talk about intelligent speculation, this is exactly what yeah. that is. You know, and the thing is, on, but yeah. the, the other macro thematic here is mm. the mine, miners are doing well in an inflation boom, right? Yeah. So biotechs do really badly in this cycle, and they are, and MVP is one of them, right? And that's what's so great about it. This is where the risk return for a yep. punter who wants to take the high risk bet, this is actually not a bad bet. Yeah, this is a good mm. bet. This is not a bad bet because okay. I thought it was a good bet at four bucks, 
at two bucks, it's a bloody good bet. It's, so. I'll just throw something at you. The, the CEO has options in eight, at eight dollars. That's when his multi-million dollar options kick in. This is an ex-head of a division at CSL. The other execs bought two million dollars of stock at four dollars something, and this is wow. two bucks something. So. Look, I, there's something I'm yeah, not something, getting. Something's going on there. I, I don't know what it is, <laughs> yeah. but it just—I mean—it's not something that they're trying to prove a product. Mm. They have a product. All right. Uh, let's recap the uh, the final five stocks. We're running out of time. AMA Group, uh, a sell from Gore, a no from uh, Maitland. Uh, well, it's a high conviction sell uh, from um, from Gaurav. That takes it up a notch. Um, Pilbara, a sell from both. Fluence, a no. Big Ten Can, a no. Medical Developments, a speculative buy from both. So that will go up to the Investment Committee uh, to see if it goes in the portfolio. That's a fascinating, fascinating one to uh, to finish on. Gaurav Sodi, great to have you back in form. And, nice to be back. Thank uh, you. Yeah, in good health. Thank you for joining us. Nathan, Good to have him back. Did you miss him? Oh, yes. I don't think so. Oh, yes. When you've got to blame someone, it's good to have him in front of you. Of course, of course. (laughs) Oh, we love it. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy the call I certainly did today. If you've got any stocks you want want me to put to our expert panels, put them in an email to call at ausbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at ausbiztv handle. See all the stocks in the calls fantasy portfolio, ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.